You are listening to Catching the Word, a podcast produced by the Diocese of Trenton with Bishop David O'Connell. I rarely enjoy traveling alone, whether for business or for pleasure. When going somewhere, especially on a longer trip, I prefer the company of others for conversation, for the exchange of ideas, for sharing different experiences, and quite simply, just for companionship. In many ways, I think that preference explains why I began my journey to the priesthood in a religious community where the emphasis on life and ministry with a band of brothers joined together by the charism of a common founder, a common spirit and purpose. That is the point, really, of religious life and perhaps a unique contribution I make to diocesan priests as their diocesan bishop. I enjoy journeying together. The Catholic Church in recent years, particularly during the pontificate of Pope Francis, a religious order priest, has become accustomed to hearing the novel expression synodality used to describe the nature of the church in our day. The word itself is derived from two Greek words meaning common road or path, synodality, is, and I quote, the specific modus vivendi et operandi, way of living and operating of the church, the people of God, which reveals and gives substance to her being as communion when all her members journey together, gather in assembly, and take an active part in her evangelizing mission. That's a quote from the International Theological Commission's statement, Synodality and the Life and Mission of the Church, from March 2018. While synods are not new to the church, Pope Paul VI formally established the Synod of Bishops following the Second Vatican Council as a permanent institution in the church, whereby, and I quote, bishops chosen from various parts of the world are to offer more effective assistance to the Supreme Shepherd, providing information and offering advice. That's a quote from Pope Paul VI. Such synods are convened by the Pope as ordinary, that is held at fixed intervals, or extraordinary, that is held to treat a matter of urgent or specific concern to the church. Gatherings of designated, elected, or appointed bishops of the world with the Pope. Even when they are not in session, synods have a permanent secretariat or office in Rome, headed by a member of the hierarchy appointed by the Pope. Writing from Rome to the bishops of the world earlier this year, Cardinal Mario Greik, the General Secretary of the Synod of Bishops, reflected, and I quote him, Synodality refers to the very essence of the Church, her constitutive reality, and is thus oriented toward evangelization. It's an ecclesial way of being and a prophetic example for today's world. Now, that's perhaps a more theological description than most of us are used to in our everyday conversation. This idea can be simplified, however, as simply a common road or path for the life and work of the church today. Journeying together, there's that theme. The church envisions a synod that goes far beyond a mere gathering of bishops to include and embrace the entire people of God. 
Recent history provides a context to understand the current discussion of synodality. Throughout his papacy, Pope Francis has expressed a desire to strengthen the unity, collegiality, and inclusivity of the church governance on matters of faith and morals and life in the church. To that end, drawing from his November 24, 2013 apostolic exhortation, Evangelium Gaudium, the joy of the gospel, Pope Francis issued an apostolic constitution, Episcopalis Communio, Episcopal Communion, on September 15, 2018, and I quote, to profoundly reshape all the ecclesial structures to become more missionary. Now, that's an abiding concern of the Holy Father, as you know. And to become more and more an adequate channel for evangelization of the present world, more than for self-preservation, a privileged instrument for listening to the people of God. Three years earlier, on the 50th anniversary of Pope St. Paul VI's establishment of the Synod of Bishops, Pope Francis wrote, and I quote him, It is precisely this path of synodality which God expects of the Church of the Third Millennium. What the Lord is asking of us, the Pope said, is already in some sense present in the very word synod. Journeying together, laity, pastors, the Bishop of Rome, that's an easy concept to put into words. But as the Pope cautions, not so easy to put into practice. He said that on October 17, 2015. On April 24th of this current year, Pope Francis announced the convocation of the 16th Ordinary Synod, originally scheduled for 2022, but postponed, like so many things, due to the pandemic, until 2023. This synod takes this theme for a synodal church, communion, participation, and mission. In a sense, this will be a synod on synodality. It will follow a newly revised programmatic structure. This path toward the celebration of the synod comprises three phases between October 21 and October 2023 a diocesan phase, a continental phase that will give life to two different working documents, and finally a conclusive phase at the level of the universal church. The Synod of Bishops is the dynamic point of convergence that calls for mutual listening to the Holy Spirit at every level of the church's life. That's the direction of the General Secretariat for the Synod of Bishops. The 16th Ordinary Synod of Bishops opens Sunday, October 10th, 2021, with a Mass celebrated in Rome at St. Peter's Basilica by Pope Francis. Every diocese throughout the world will initiate its own diocesan phase of the Synod with a Mass celebrated by its diocesan bishop on the following Sunday, October 17, 2021. Here in the Diocese of Trenton, that Mass will be celebrated at St. Mary of the Assumption Cathedral in Trenton at 3 p.m. The Diocese will also use that occasion to commemorate the beginning of our 140th anniversary year. The program, or path of the diocesan phase for journeying together, is described in the General Secretariat's May 21, 2021 note referenced above. And here's what it says. 
Each bishop will appoint a diocesan contact person, and eventually a team, for the synodal consultation. They shall be a point of reference and link with the Episcopal Conference. They will accompany all the stages of the consultation process in the local church. Consultation in the particular churches will include those groups of participation as envisioned in Episcopalis Communio, without excluding other modalities deemed appropriate for the consultation to be real and effective. Consultation with the people of God in each particular church will conclude with a pre-synodal meeting, which will be the culmination of diocesan discernment. After the conclusion of the diocesan phase, each particular church will submit their contributions to their Episcopal Conference on a date determined by the Episcopal Conference itself. The Eastern churches will submit their contributions to their corresponding bodies. Elements of the diocesan phase of the Synod for the Diocese of Trenton are now being prepared. An integral part of the diocesan synodal journey itself with its principal themes of communion, participation, and mission, is the effort to reach out to as many Catholics of the diocese as possible, clergy and consecrated religious, active as well as lapsed or non-practicing Catholic lay faithful women and men, both married and single, of every generation, race, national and ethnic background, different point of view, social, political, economic status. In other words, all those who have in the past or still call the Catholic Church home, are called to actively participate in the synodality of the Church by pausing to listen to one another on this journey together. Some questions and points of reflection for all the participants described above include, what has been, what is your experience of the Catholic Church? How has that experience shaped or affected your life and your faith in God? What obstacles to worship, learning, and service have you encountered that may negatively influence the practice of your Catholic faith? What do you need as a Catholic to be a stronger, more intentional, more committed, more connected member of the church, to belong and to feel like you belong to the church? How can we together better journey together as Catholics in Mercer, Burlington, Ocean, and Monmouth counties. As I think of the meaning of synodality in the Catholic Church, I'm reminded of the Irish poet and novelist James Joyce's famous description of the Catholic Church in Finnegan's Wake. He says, here comes everybody. Can that ever be true of our church again? Can the diocesan synodal journey take us there together? Since there are two other later phases to this synod, the continental phase at the level of the Episcopal Conference, that is, for us, the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, and the universal phase in Rome, the 16th Ordinary Synod of Bishops will not be completed until October 2023. But hopefully it will not end there. At the conclusion of each Synod of Bishops, the Pope usually issues a post-Synod apostolic exhortation, summarizing the major emphases and determinations of the Synod. Along with and after review by the College of Bishops attending, 
These documents are considered part of the Pope's ordinary magisterium, or teaching authority, to be believed by all the faithful. That is the program or plan for our churches journeying together through 2023. The success and fruits of these undertakings will depend upon our common development and application of its contents by the Church at every level, and most importantly, upon our openness to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. The enduring results of the Synod will, of course, take time to emerge. As Cardinal Greich has stated, and I quote, the Synod is not just an event, but also a process that involves a synergy, that is, collaboration and cooperation of the people of God, the College of Bishops, and the Bishop of Rome, each according to their proper function. He cautions, however, that this synod is not about democracy or populism or anything like that. Rather, it is the church as the people of God, a people who, by virtue of baptism, is an, ex is an active subject in the life of the church. That is how the church fulfills its missionary role, a listening church, a discerning church, a church of communion, participation, mission, an evangelizing church journeying together. I ask the clergy, religious, and lay faithful of the Diocese of Trenton to pray for the church as it prepares for this important spiritual endeavor. It is my hope, as bishop of the diocese, that we will all fruitfully participate in and benefit from the synod at the diocesan level, listening to one another as we share our different stories, experiences, challenges, and hopes for the Church at this exciting time in its history. In conclusion, I invite the entire Diocese of Trenton to join in this prayer for the success of the Synod. Let us pray. We stand before you, Holy Spirit, as we gather together in your name. With you alone to guide us, make yourself at home in our hearts. Teach us the way we must go and how we are to pursue it. We are weak and sinful. Do not let us promote disorder. Do not let ignorance lead us down the wrong path, nor partiality influence our actions. Let us find in you our unity, so that we may journey together to eternal life and not stray from the way of truth and what is right. All this we ask of you, who are at work in every place and time, in the communion of the Father and the Son, forever and ever. Amen. God bless you. You have been listening to a special edition of Catching the Word with Bishop David O'Connell. You can listen to or download the podcasts at dioceseoftrenton.org backslash podcasts. Catching the Word is a podcast produced by the Diocese of Trenton.